0: Hello, this is Caleb with God's Loving Sacrifice podcast, where we talk about the Word of God and how it helps us get through today's world. I hope you learn and grow as you listen. Today, we're going to talk about prophecy. We're not talking about end-time prophecy. We're just going to talk about Bible prophecy. We hear a lot about end-time prophecy right now, and there's people out there that thinks that may not happen. It may happen. Don't know. I'm not sure. Well, how can we be sure the prophecy from the New Testament is going to be fulfilled? Well, I think the way we need to start this is by looking at prophecy in the Old Testament. There was lots of prophecy in the Old Testament. We're going to talk about Jesus' first coming. The Bible talks about that Jesus, when he came, was going to be a descendant of Abraham. Genesis 12, 1-3 says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. If you go to Matthew one eleven, it's in the book of genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David the son of Abraham. So right there, it tells us that Jesus was a descendant of Abraham. That's what God promised. That's what God fulfilled. The Old Testament also says that Jesus was the son of Judah. Genesis 49.10 says, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. And if you go to the New Testament in Luke 3, 33, and read through the genealogy of Jesus, you will see it says, the son of Judah. Again, a prophecy made, prophecy fulfilled. The Old Testament also tells us that Jesus was an heir of David. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be on his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and the peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom. To order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of Hosts will perform this. And if you go to... The New Testament, Luke one twenty three, says, Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Again, prophecy, prophecy fulfilled. Hopefully, you'll. There was also a prophecy that he would be born in Bethlehem. Micah 5 2 says, But you, Bethlehem, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me. The one to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth are from of old from everlasting. And in Luke 2 4 through 7, says Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. As you see, the prophecies that God has showed us in the Old Testament are being fulfilled in the New Testament. One of the prophecies is that Jesus would be born of a virgin. Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. The New Testament, Matthew one twenty two and twenty three, says so. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, "Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel," which is translated God with us. And another prophecy was that Jesus would be the son of God. Psalms in the Old Testament, two seven says, I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today, I have forgotten you. And in the New Testament, Matthew three sixteen through 17 says, and when he had been baptized, Jesus came immediately from the water and behold, the heavens opened to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. I just love that scripture. It also says in the Old Testament that he would be rejected. Isaiah 53.3 says, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And he hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. And in the New Testament, in John 1.11, it says, He came to his own and they did not receive him. Another prophecy, another fulfillment. The Old Testament says that he will be betrayed. Psalms 41, 9, Even my own familiar friend in whom I trust, who ate my bread, has lifted up his hill against me. Matthew 26, 48-50 says, Now his betrayer had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Sees him immediately. He went up to Jesus and said, "Greetings, Rabbi," and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, "Friend, why have you come?" And one of the last things that we're going to talk about the prophecies is the fact that he was pierced. Zechariah twelve ten says, "And I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. When they will look on me, whom they pierced." Yes, they will mourn him as one mourns for his only son and grieves for him as he grieves for a firstborn. And in John nineteen twenty-four through 37, it says, But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. And he who was seen has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, so that you may believe. For these things were done, that the scripture be fulfilled. None of his bones shall be broken. And again, another scripture said, they shall look upon him whom they pierced. So, if we have these scriptures to show us that in the Old Testament there was prophecy, and in the New Testament that prophecy was fulfilled, what kind of hope does that give us for the second coming? I was reading a book, it was called The Essential Guide to Bible Prophecy um, by Tim LaHaye and Ed Henson. Um, And I love the way that they talk about how the Old Testament prophecies and the New Testament fulfillment, how that gave us hope and trust in the prophecies for God's second coming. I'm going to read part of what they said. It says, The accurate fulfillment of the prophecies of Jesus' first coming point us to the certainty that the 300 prophecies Mm -hmm. of his second coming will also be fulfilled because the prophecies relating to Christ's first coming have been fulfilled literally. We can confidently expect that the prophecies relating to his second coming will be fulfilled equally as literally. We have every reason to believe that the truthworthiness of Bible's prophecies about the future, but we can only accept them by faith until the time of the fulfillment. And our faith in these prophecies is not based on a misplaced, pious hope. Rather, it is based on literal fulfillment of prophecies from the past. This alone gives us a great confidence that the prophecies not yet fulfilled will indeed come to pass. The fact that Bible prophecies have been fulfilled in an exact and detailed manner assures us that in regard to prophecies not yet fulfilled, Christ will come again, just as he said in John fourteen one through 3 we can look forward to the unfolding of the future because we know it's under God's sovereign control. John's gospel ends by reminding us that in John 21:25, the world itself could not contain the books that could be written about Jesus Christ. But John himself, Jesus' personal disciple, states, These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. And that's in John 20, 31. And I'm going to leave you with the scripture it talked about earlier, John 14, 1 through 3. I just think this is a really wonderful, wonderful prophecy. It says, John 14, 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prayer place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. I pray that you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave a message by contacting me on the website at www.godslovingsacrifice.com. And while you're there, you can catch up on all the other episodes check out the reviews, and even read the blog. You can also leave a comment on Facebook at God's Loving Sacrifice. Thank you for spending time with us today. And until next time, may God richly bless and keep you.